Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Empowered Leaders Membership Group. Welcome. So today we're talking about a really important topic that I know many of us kind of struggle with. So I, I struggled myself with understanding which, which one of our four topics would I put this in? Relationship building or production, getting stuff done or empowering and engaging employees or vision and design. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you can put them in all of them. So I chose the empowered and engaged section just because I think it really helps us understand that's what we're going towards. And for those of you who are really um, working on your leadership journey, this comes a little bit later, okay? So if you're a new leader, you definitely need to know this. However, you're gonna have to learn a few things before you get here. So what we're talking about today is turning our pleasing people attitude into challenging people. So the relational shift that we need to make to become uh, an influential leader. So you, you cannot lead people if you need people, okay? I'm, I'm gonna, I promise I'll explain that, but I really want you to write that down. You cannot lead people if you need people. So what that means is that if you need people to like you, to notice you, to appreciate you, to be happy with you, that's not leadership. Now, happy people doesn't automatically include uh, or, or equal out to you being a great leader. Okay, That is not the measure of your leadership. Unhappy people, we're not out just to make people unhappy either, right? But... When you are trying to please people and make everybody happy in your little realm, it can cause a lot of issues for you and for your team. So there's three main areas I really want to talk about today. I'm going to talk about each one of them. You also have some uh, a document in your download section that has 10 different questions, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, okay? All right. So when you're making the relational shift, turning from people pleasing to challenging people, one of the things that you need to understand is how to have upfront expectations. You wanna be honest, you wanna be genuine, you wanna be real with people. You want your people to always know what they're going to get. They shouldn't question who's gonna show up to work today. Is it gonna be the happy Michelle or the sad Michelle? Right? I hope you know that when you show up to these videos, you're going to see somebody who loves talking about this stuff, who's passionate, who loves to have fun every single time. Even to the point where there are some times when I'm not feeling that way, and instead of faking it, I just say, we'll record tomorrow. Okay? So there's a few things to think about when you're having upfront expectations. So first of all, you want to ask them, what are their expectations? There's a couple key times to do that. Whenever you're hiring someone, not just in the interview, but when you're going through the orientation process, you wanna ask them, what's your expectation for working here? What's your expectation for working with someone else? When you cover your policies and procedures, what's your expectation of doing these policies and procedures? It's enlightening because I've had times where there's been uh, an employee who says, uh, I don't agree with this policy. And the one time the this person said that, I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't even realize that that policy was in our handbook. And when she shared that with me, I'm like, 
yeah, that's outdated. We need to get rid of that, right? So that was huge for me, just asking her, what are your expectations? Um, if you're in a meeting, especially when you're deciding, you know, this is uh, a new thing that we're going to do, or even at the beginning of a, of a staff meeting, asking what are your expectations for when we meet together, okay? So instead of you just jumping in and saying, this is my expectation, ask them, what is your expectation? Anytime you're doing project work, what's your expectation of your time that you're willing to give to this? Another thing about uh, upfront expectations is you, looking at the big picture. Sometimes we have to have conversations with our staff and help them understand, listen, there's a big picture here. There's a, um, you know, a you picture, there's a me picture, and there's a big picture, okay? So sometimes we have to do things that are best for the organization or the team that maybe even the leader is not on board with, but we have to do that, right? So if somebody's having an issue with that, call them in, say, all right, I get it. Your expectation was that we would do this, mine too, however, Here's the big picture of what's going on, and we have to, you know, we have to join that picture. So paint a picture for them of this is what's happening in the totality. It's really easy as an employee to just continue doing your one small part and get really bored with the sameness of that small part, especially if you don't know how significant that small part is to the big picture. So help them understand this is where you are in the big picture. Another thing about um, upfront expectations is just helping people understand, listen, this is a place where we value people. We value people all the time. All people are valuable and we show them that we value them. So asking them constantly, how can we add more value to each other, to our team, to our customers? For example, uh, I, I know one team uh, of, of educators, um, not typical in a K through five um, situation, but they have a weekly parent survey and they send that out um, online and they, you know, once a month they come in, they review all the results and the only, the only topic of conversation that this group does is how can we add more value to the families we're serving? Now they have other meetings to, but once a month, what they do, their only topic of a conversation, how can we add more value? How can we help them more? How can we support them more? Based on what they just said, okay? When you're having two employees or more that are having some drama, some conflict, some situations, we're gonna talk about how to have challenging conversations in just a minute. When you're having some drama showing up, one of the things I find helpful is when you can pull them to the table and say, listen, I get it, we're having some issues. You can talk through it. However, try to get them as quickly as possible to come to, okay, you guys know that we're here to value people and to, to you know, add more value, right? So how can we value each other right now and add even more value based on what's happening right now? Now, it takes a little bit of finagling, Hence why I said if you're a new leader, you don't want to start here. Um, but if you can get the group focused onto we're here to add value, not just to fulfill our own agenda, you're going to be in a better place. Okay. 
Um, one thing is, uh, you know, setting the upfront expectation from the time that they're hired often, as many times as you can. Listen, we are all about change and growth and transformation here, okay? Say it often, say it loudly, say it in different ways that you possibly can, and say it in as many ways as you can without having a large change coming. So it's easy when you have a change coming, you know, you got this big policy or, you know, when we had the pandemic, all, all of the, the new changes. It's easy to tell everybody, remember, we're all about change and transformation and this is what we're doing, right? But I can almost guarantee you that when you're in that moment, they're going to be like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not having any of it. However, if during the slow times, the down times, the in-between times, when everybody's just kind of doing their job and you're saying over and over and over again in a staff meeting, in a leadership team meeting, um, in whatever way you can, your newsletter, right? You're saying, remember, we're all about transformation and you're highlighting stories of transformation. Oh my goodness, so-and-so, they just got their degree. Oh my goodness, you know, so-and-so just mastered the skill in the classroom. Whatever it is, communicate to them this is what we are about it will really help you when you finally do need to make that change and they'll be like oh yeah that's this is just what we do and then the last thing about upfront expectations is that this is really key everybody has to earn your time you as the leader only have so much time. I know we've talked about eagles and seagulls, and we want to have 80% of our time be towards the eagles, those top performers, and 20% towards the lower performers. We've talked about the catalyst, right? So you can look up eagles and seagulls or catalysts in our search engine and find those lessons if you haven't got to them yet. But ultimately, everybody has to earn your time. You only have so much time to invest and you need a return back on that. If someone, if you're spending time with someone and you're not getting a return back on that, you've got to ask yourself the question, am I willing to continue to give this person my time? Not everybody deserves your time. So if you have invested some time and you're getting a return back on that, keep going. If you've invested time and you're not seeing anything return, Right. Let's say you, you've had a, um, you know, a, a conversation with an employee and you've been talking a little bit about, you know, this change you need to see maybe in their work area and you're not seeing any change. And you're like, hmm, interesting. And maybe you go and you try having that conversation again and still no change. Now this person goes on the sidelines for a little bit. They have a little less of my time. OK, now. You know, don't, don't use your time as like a, an ultimate reward and an ultimate punishment. That's not what I'm saying. That's not the purpose of what we're trying to do here. Your time is precious and you can only put it to places where there's going to be a return. Okay. All right. So the second area I want to talk about when we're talking about this relational shift is we want to ask the difficult questions before we have difficult conversations. So there are, uh, there's a, a document in your download section. It's got 10 questions. And these 10 questions need to be asked before you have a difficult conversation to see if you, the leader, are ready to have that difficult conversation. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I want you to go and, and check that out. But 
If you have more than two no's out of that ten, those 10 questions, do not proceed. You are not ready to have a challenging conversation. If you are, um, you know, having a, 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 an informal conversation, right, or just a connection time, you don't need these 10 questions. But if you need to talk to somebody about a problem or issue or challenge that you have, you've got to ask yourself those 10 questions, okay? So go check that out and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, the third idea. So um, I'm going to teach you a principle. This is a great principle. I absolutely love this. The 25-50-25 principle. So 25-50-25 principle. All right, so what this principle says is that if you are doing anything, right, any sort of change, uh, you're changing a policy, you're changing a procedure, getting ready to launch a product or a project, whatever it is, you are always going to have 25% of the people who are like, woohoo, let's do this. They are on board. No matter what you say, no matter what change you do, 25% of the people will automatically be on your side. 50% of the people will be undecided. There will be many factors that keep them from making a quick decision. The other 25% of the people are on the other end of the spectrum. No matter what you say, no matter how, what change you, you create, they will always resist the change. Some just because they have a difficult time with change, some just because you don't have a good enough rapport with them, and some just because they like to be difficult, okay? So understanding that you're always gonna have people that are with you, you're always gonna have people that are against you, but the magic, the magic here is what happens with the people that are in the 50% in the middle, okay? Now, most of the time what happens is that leaders will look at the 25% on the end that are, are resisting the change and focus on that. That's wasting your time. Don't go there. Don't give the people who are resistant to the change any of your time or attention, okay? Except that for whatever reason, they're in that category. The only thing you really wanna focus on with that, that um, I'll say bottom 25%, keep them away from the 50%. You do not want them to negatively influence the 50% that are undecided. Keep them away in whatever way you can. Okay. Now, you want to focus on how can I get that 50% to turn into followers of whatever this thing is that I'm, I'm launching. This is where you can use the 25% who are on board with you to help you out a little bit, especially if you've got somebody in the, the top 25 who is an influencer, kind of a natural leader within your team. You wanna get them to help you. So you wanna guide them. You don't wanna just say, hey, go out there and convince everybody because what's gonna happen is you're gonna have a, a top 25 percenter who goes to talk to a bottom 25 percenter and they're gonna get so infected that now that, that person is in the middle. You don't want that. So you wanna focus them and say, I want you to talk to this group of people, okay? You can also give them a platform to talk about that. 
So for example, say, hey, we're going to have a, um, a meeting about this new upcoming change. Uh, I, I can't invite everybody all together. I'm going to invite a small kind of focus group to talk about this and have some of your top 25 who are ready to go lead the meeting, not you, them, and have them convince some of the 50% to come alongside, okay? Eventually what's going to happen is that, that hopefully those 50% will turn into a majority and come over to your side. The longer you kind of stick with that, the, the more that will be the case for you. So don't do what many people have done and focus on the ones who are, you know, just so set in their ways. They're not for you, okay? They're not going to come along no matter what you say. So focus on that middle 50%, okay? This is how you move from pleasing people to challenging people to move. So for example, man, if, if you um, focus all of your attention on the bottom 25% and trying to make them happy and they're never gonna be happy anyway, you miss half of your people. But if you focus on challenging people instead, you realize the, the bottom 25%, no matter what you do, are not gonna be happy. So you might as well focus on the 50% that have a chance of being happy. When you ask the difficult questions about yourself, you can tell, am I coming at this from a, a people-pleasing standpoint? Or am I coming at this conversation as a, I need to challenge them to, to grow, right? So is this something that's maybe my issue? Or is this definitely an issue and we both need to address it? Those questions will help you. And when you're upfront about expectations, there's no happiness level uh, or degree that's going to come into this. Here's the expectation. I know what you expect of me. I, you know what I expect of you. We know what we expect of the situation. And let's all proceed with honesty and, and genuine trust for each other. Okay? Those are the three uh, things that we need to focus on uh, when we're working with the relational shift. So, okay, uh, homework. First of all, there is the document in the download section with the 10 questions. So um, anytime you're gonna have an interaction with somebody that's gonna be a little more challenging, use those 10 questions. You might wanna print it out, but ask yourself, you know, review the questions. What do you notice? What do you notice about those questions? No right or wrong answer to that, just check them out. The second thing is, Try to identify, in general, unless you have a, a specific change or transformation that is going on right now or was very recent, in general, if you were to put your team into those categories, top 25, 50, or bottom 25, where do you think they would align? Now, you may or may not be right, but just to kind of get a feel for that. And then the third thing is, um, how can you be more upfront about your expectations? Maybe that hasn't been your superpower up until now, so think about that. Maybe you're really clear with your expectations, but maybe you don't ask other people what their expectations are. Think about that, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, I hope to talk with you about that um, in our Zooms this week. Go and stop people pleasing and start challenging people, okay? Awesome. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.